cafe anyway. Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to you. It is episode 2587, 2587. Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast somewhere in Podcastro Valley and the last place on earth. It's called Cafe Anyway and it is full of mirth. We have people here that come every day to Cafe Anyway because it's Mike's Daily Podcast. That means it's an everyday thing. So we say, but I don't, yes. I get interrupted. Life interrupts me. Mike's Daily Podcast. How dare you, life? So, I am happy to be here today to bring you a podcast. Mike's In the wake of Daily Interesting Things Podcast that happened Yeah! recently, today. I won! I won! Former presidents and all that. And McDonald's. Oh, well, let's see. What is this? What the... What? The burger... <laughs> this is according to The Street through MSN.com. Burger King menu adds new take on a huge McDonald's failure. You've been hearing about McDonald's lately having to do job cuts. And they're basically shutting down their headquarters this week. The week before Easter. The fast food giant... It, is trying something that may make people really angry. Fast food chains often borrow ideas from what's popular locally. In many cases, they don't deliver the same sandwich as the local favorite. They simply use some of its flavors. Some sandwiches, however, are more sacred than others. Very few are associated with the areas that they are created. They may end up on menus nationwide, but everyone knows where they came from and where to go to get the real thing. The Philly cheesesteak sits at the top of the sandwich mountain. Even though like people in Philadelphia don't actually go and eat Philly cheesesteaks because it's so like, oh, that's what the tourists do. It's a tourist thing. And as we take a look at today's podcast picture. And here's today's podcast picture. It's from the lovely town of Pleasanton, California. Something I took uh, on Sunday as I was going on a little walk. And I think I was even listening to Mike Staley podcast and going, hmm, that's what I sound like. Odd. But you can see that picture at mikesdailypodcast.com. I just renewed for another year. Even though my domain people are charging me an extra $2 every single year. I don't know what's going on with that. But I just renewed. So check it out so I can say I put my money to good use. The late great Basil the Boxer. Who I think he and I may have split a cheesesteak once. Or at least I gave him the fries. Yes. He had... uh, He loved food. So... I wonder how McDonald's or or Burger King might compare if they added a cheesesteak. So far, only McDonald's has been bold enough to do that. Back in 2004, they offered its take on the Philly cheesesteak. Once you have passed beyond the limits... It didn't go well. Magnification. Uh, And people were offended in Philadelphia, as you could imagine. Magnification. Now it appears uh, and it's the rare item from the chain that almost never gets mentioned when, when, when the McDonald's uh, 
ask fans which items from its past it should bring it back now. Burger King has its own take on the Philly cheesesteak, but the chain learned a key lesson from its rival by actually offering a Philly cheesesteak. The front panel will close automatically. Please remain seated. The, the chain has been testing a Philly chicken sandwich. Ah, okay. It was weird because I clicked on the story and then it was like a story, but then suddenly they were pulling in another story. And I want to blame the artificial intelligence for confusing me. Because obviously there's some AI involved with this trying to guess what Mike wants to read and talk about on his podcast. And now it's just gotten all crazy. May I just say, the last time I went to Burger King, they were supposed to give me one of them chicken sandwiches they make. No lettuce at all. I know what, I don't know what passes for lettuce on those sandwiches. It's some kind of green substance that's kind of crunchy, usually really soggy. But they didn't even bother putting lettuce on. So it was, there was no health. Even though that lettuce has no healthy redeeming qualities at all. That sandwich was just a complete bad idea. And then I think that was the last sandwich I ever bought from Burger King. And that was just in December. It was followed by me getting COVID and me seeing my doctor. And my doctor saying, yeah, you got COVID. Also, you got too many bad fats in your system. You got to get the bad fats down or I'm putting you on Lipidor. Yeah, that fun thing. Apparently, the Burger King website shared the Philly chicken sandwich features a crispy white meat breast filet topped with BK's royal sauce, cheese, red and green bell pepper, grilled onions, which is expected, especially if they're actually trying to replicate the authentic Philly cheesesteak experience. The strategy makes more sense than offering an actual Philly cheesesteak because the name creates a familiarity with customers without promising them the real thing. People will have expectations. They'll be mad if the cheese is anything other than provolone, cheese whiz, or white American. But beyond cheese, the onions and all that, customers might be forgiving. But anyway, Cafe Anyway... There was that little bit of article there and McDonald's, McDonald's closed their U.S. offices as it's preparing to inform workers of layoffs. That big news today. And there has also been a, a big push to get people, get automakers to make sure that they are putting AM radios in their automobiles. We talked about that a little bit about how, yes, AM radio is getting uh, neglected. AM radios are, for some reason, a lot of companies are deciding not to include them in their new cars. As we go outside a cafe anyway, where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast anyway. somewhere in Podcast Drove Valley, the last place on earth. Oh, and I got... The wonderful cat, Rocky the Cat, joining us on my lap here. Ford has been touting the latest update to their flagship sports sedan, the 2024 Mustang. And this was written by Salpak. And they they are involved with a lot of AM radios, so they're going to be very... 
pro AM radio in this article. The 2024 Mustang. It may be in the words of Motor Trend. Hang on, let me grab this cat. He's clawing at my legs. Come on. Come over here. I got you. Okay. Wow. <sighs> Such a squirmy little guy. Okay. Uh, it may be in the words of Motor Trend, their last gas snorting pony car, but road and track adds the 2024 Ford Mustang will not come with an AM radio receiver. The Mustang is the second new Ford product to drop AM radio, joining the F-150 Lightning. Of course, this caught the attention of the radio industry. Alex Siliano, Senior VP for National for the National Association of Broadcasters, the NAB, responded to the Detroit Free Press. There's no question that AM radio plays a critical role in informing Americans and keeping them safe. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system. That's that thing that you hear when just before you find out, oh, there's a flash flood coming. This is a test of the emergency alert system. Or this is a announcement from the emergency alert system. This is why numerous policymakers and FEMA representatives have sounded alarm bells for automakers. He continued, we are certain that Ford does not want to alienate the nearly 48 million Americans who listen to AM radio. And we will continue working closely with the Alliance for Automotive Innovation and individual manufacturers to keep this information this important service in cars. Ford's move, if they indeed follow through on it, would be the first of its kind. Previous announcements from other auto manufacturers have focused on removing AMs from electric vehicles. This was motivated, motivated by an interference problem with the electric motor and the AM signal. That problem is real, but it has already been demonstrated that it can be overcome. Hey, you're an automaker that makes electric vehicles. You've figured out how to make a car drive itself. And you can't figure out how to make the AM radio work in your electric vehicle that's got all this other schnazzy stuff in it. Yes, I said schnazzy. The media environment is changing. Audiences are finding new ways to listen to content, but nearly 90% of Americans still utilize terrestrial radio every week. And then it goes on to talk about this company and their stance on AM radio, which they are very pro this stance. This, uh, the, the, the stance that they have is a, a, a very firm stance and a positive stance about AM radio. And I've got a, uh, when you've got a cat that's pacing around, you know, you've got a cousin down at the zoo that does the same thing and usually that means he's about to pounce on somebody and eat him by the way if you would like to help protect AM radio there is a website you can go to it is called dependonam.com dependonam or am.com and there's just a real quick one minute thing you can sign that will help promote AM radio or it will send a email to a senator or a congressperson to tell them hey make it so you got to keep putting AM radios in cars 
and it asks for your address and all that so you may not actually they don't need the state you're from but they need the street name and your street your house or apartment number for some reason they need that but that's about it oh and your email (laughs) that might be too much information for you to give you may not find this cause the biggest cause to keep am radios going when was the last time i listened to am radio well if you sound like that you probably listen to am radio a lot but well at any rate the uh let's see youtube is going to live stream all of coachella performances this year so if you are into that and being on the internet and watching live streams which can be fun on youtube i watched the hardly strictly bluegrass festival on youtube well i did a a year ago or two years ago when they had to do it that way they had all the performers perform from their respective houses or from different locations maybe a theater that was closed off because it was still during the pandemic but that was fun to watch and it sounded good it can sound really good through your if you have your stereo system all set up and you got your um streaming going through maybe you've got that app some cable companies like um xfinity they've got their own thing called flex because they like the letter x and everything and they that can be the stereo quality sounding can watch youtube videos that way it's just terrible to watch a travel vlogger on that type of uh system because you're watching it on a big flat screen and they're shaking the camera because they're just some kid that's walking around with a tiny camera and oh i get the motion sickness seriously Speaking of YouTube, a YouTuber was making a prank video in a Virginia mall. He said the pranky took it badly and shot him. YouTubers, whenever I see the word YouTuber in any news story, it's usually followed by they committed suicide. They were killed by their boyfriend. They very rarely do I hear something. Oh, there. Well, it's. That and usually they're a millionaire or a zillionaire. But then there's all this negative stuff happening as well. NASA has revealed the names of the crew that are going to fly around the moon as part of the space agency's historic Artemis II mission. I have been hearing about the Artemis II mission for decades now. When I lived in Huntsville, Alabama, I believe almost two decades ago I went to the space museum there the space center they got and they had a video they had a theater set up solely for the purpose of showing you all about the Artemis Uh, Artemis was Apollo's sister in Greek mythology so this program has been thought about for years and years and now apparently Stuff is starting to happen. Some Americans ask, why do we spend millions and millions of dollars going to the moon? Well, the reason they give is because technology is made in order to do these massive projects. Technology is created, which then gets trickled down to us eventually. 
Such things have included the cell phone camera. Yes, but the pictures that I take and put on my podcast picture on my website, Mike's Daily Podcast. What's my show called? Mike's Daily Podcast.com because it's a podcast and it's daily and my name's Mike. The cell phone camera has its roots back to the wonderful um, one of the missions that happened that NASA did. Also, the dust buster, that little vacuum cleaner to suck up that dust or whatever you spilt. Maybe you spilt a bunch of rice in the kitchen. That's happened. Use the dust buster. That was started. That was created by NASA. They needed a small vacuum cleaner. Memory foam. That's a famous thing that came from NASA that we still use today. Very important. Everybody needs that. Ear thermometers. Yes, if you were in NASA, they needed a, a way to take your temperature and use your ear only. So now that apparently is something that we all use. Or maybe, I, I don't know. Nowadays, they use more of the thermometer that they shoot at your forehead. But as well as scratch resistance lenses, freeze dried food, of course, tang. Artificial limbs has their roots in NASA. Cordless power tools. Any cordless power tool you have, they developed that first for a NASA mission. Also, solar cells, and they're using them all the time in space. And roadway safety grooves. I don't know how on earth that could have happened from NASA. Because they aren't using where we're going. There are no roads. So how on that, that connection happened, I'm not sure. And also the pumps that they use uh, in your heart, cardiac pumps to keep you alive. Yes, that can be traced back to NASA. Or so says NASA. But there we go. And also the NCAA championship was a women for women uh, was a win for women athletes women's sports receive less recognition and pay than their male counterparts men's sports have a higher quality coverage and commentary larger production values and more fans but a shift is happening over the weekend social media became saturated with photos and videos of packed stadiums and sellout crowds at the women's final four, the women's college basketball final between LSU and Iowa was one of the most watched women's college basketball games in history, averaging 9.9 million viewers on ESPN. It drew a bigger audience than any MLS game ever. And the uh, hang on, my cat is once again jumping on me. Oh my gosh, he's insane. I don't know if you've... He was meowing in the background outside a cafe anyway. Somewhere in Podcastro Valley a little bit earlier. Also drew a bigger audience than the 2021 NBA Finals and the 2023 Sugar Bowl. So there is also social media accounts for women's basketball drew in millions with highlights and updates. Fans requested to see games at local sports bars and people then made plans around viewing the same way you would with these male events. 
the National Women's Soccer League awarded a 14th franchise to us here in the Bay Area for a record $53 million fee. Yikes. And a total investment of $125 million, the largest investment ever made in a professional women's sports franchise. Previously, franchise fees for NWSL teams ranged from $2 million to $5 million. Now, wow, that has skyrocketed. $125 million for the total investment. And all those bits of knowledge compiled by Rob Black. I produce his podcast, Rob Black and Your Money. And he does a very insightful podcast every day, weekdays, talking about financial stuff. Like Jamie Dimon says, the banking crisis is not over and will cause repercussions for years to come. Yes, that little banking crisis you heard about with Silicon Valley Bank and a couple other ones. But, quote, importantly, recent events are nothing like what occurred during the 2008 global financial crisis. You remember that? Yes. That was that year, 2008-2009. Well, the only good thing that came out of 2009 was that I ended up moving to the Bay Area where I am now, where we got our own women's soccer team, I guess. So there you go. And if this little bit of knowledge helps you, then good. The job openings, job openings dropped. So there are not as many jobs available now, which is interesting because there are a lot of people being let go simultaneously now. And uh, job openings dropped below 10 million for the first time in nearly two years. It is a sign that the once very hot labor market supporting the economy is starting to slow. There was that time when people were quite quitting and they were leaving and taking other jobs and just there was the mass resignation and all of that. Well, not so much anymore. Not so many jobs available. And one other thing I'd like to point out here in Podcastro Valley, and this is definitely a very local thing, and that is our the uh, closest winery to me here in Podcastro Valley, Twining Vine Estate Winery, got hit hard by all this water, by all the rains that we had since December. And I, I'm hearing Rocky the Cat singing opera in the background. Yes, that cat is Italian. He loves to sing the opera. I know. Thank you, Rocky. Well, as he's singing in the background to you, uh, they sent me an email, Twining Vine Vineyard. Once I, once, I once took the late great Basil the Boxer there years ago. It says, we've certainly got a big mess to clean up. Not that we didn't want or need the rain, but not all at once. Due to severe flooding, we are unable to open for wine tasting at this time. Weather permitting, we plan to reopen in May. And they will, uh, if you go to their website, twiningvine.com, they'll still sell you wine. But yeah, just to show that it's hit (laughs) all over. (laughs) The cat is definitely meowing. In the background. Or mewing. 
Isn't that what the French say or the Italians? Or somebody says mewing, someone in Europe. It's the cat was mewing. M-E-W-I-N-G. All right. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Look who's here. It's exciting. And and the last podcast picture did feature me, but not with Rocky the cat. Patch is the cat who is the stray cat. Rocky's the one that stays in the house and, and gets very demanding and sings opera. Look who's here. Hello, McMatthews. It's Shelly. She wants to supervisor. I have another snow globe that's got a bunch of cats in it, McMatthews. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, cats and snow globes, that's going to be a thing. That'll sell really well. Or if you're going to take a tip from Portlandia and a shout out to everybody in Portland, that would be you should put a bird on the snow globe. Mike Matthews, that's stupid. Well, it's an idea that you could take or leave. I don't, you know, I'm not pushing it on you. Look who else is here. Oh, Mike, this is Floyd the Floor Man. And this is John Deere, the engineer. Mike, what's that sound I keep hearing? It's like an earthquake. Well, yes, we have been having earthquakes in the Bay Area. Actually, one hit down uh, somewhere near Salinas today. But no, that's, uh, well, maybe that is that. Or maybe it's the Cats opera. You know, operas are very dramatic and all kinds of stuff is happening on the stage. And thusly, that's happening here on the podcast as well. Fantastic, Mike. I love opera. Mm-hmm. Mike Matthews, can you sing opera? Um, Figaro. That was great, Mike Matthews. Thank you. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. If you would like to chime in about anything we covered today, 510-228-4640 is how you can call me. 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it's A-Frame. Mike's TV podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.